1: Old Radio. Old Radio,
2: Old Radio, Old Radio, Old Radio,
3: Comedy Podcast.
1: Welcome to Episode 68 of Season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Jim Jordan was born in 1896 near Peoria, Illinois, where he grew up, and eventually married fellow Peorian, Marion Driscoll, in 1918. Jim went on the vaudeville circuit as a solo act and occasionally with his wife until 1924, when they got their first radio contract on the O'Henry Twins. In 1931, they started up the show Smack Out, and in 1935 launched Fibber McGee and Molly, which became one of the most popular radio shows in history running for 1,611 episodes until 1959. It was then transitioned to television, but neither Jim nor his wife were cast in the show, and it was a commercial and critical failure. Marion died in 1961, and Jim remarried to Gretchen Stewart a year later, with whom he remained until his death in 1988, aged 91. Now sit back and enjoy the June 12, 1945, and April 16, 1940 broadcasts, of Fibber McGee and Molly.
4: The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Do you remember when your kitchen linoleum was brand new? You probably got a big thrill out of it and you decided that you were certainly going to take good care of it. Well, have you? Does it still look almost new? It would if you'd begun right away to protect it with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Because when you apply glow coat to linoleum, you're putting down a tough shield that protects the finish against wear and dirt and moisture. The thin, invisible film of glow coat itself takes the wear and the surface underneath is safe. That's why the regular use of glowcoat coat makes linoleum last much longer, besides keeping it sparkling and beautiful. Glowcoat coat is easy to use because it needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. Conservation begins at home. In fact, it begins in your own kitchen, the very first time you use Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat. Never said the hand is quicker than the eye Never saw the squire of 79 West Vista practicing sleight of hand Get a load of the old Butterfingers right now <laughs> With a book of magic, a deck of cards, and ten thumbs As we meet, Phyllis McGee and Molly Oh, I do
5: that last trick again, McGee, that was very good What did I do? Made a card jump out of the deck into the cup of your pants
6: Oh, so that's where that other card went. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I've been looking all over for it. Here, let me try this one. Here, take a card. Any card.
5: All right. I'll take this one.
6: It's the Ten of Diamonds.
5: Well, heavenly days,
6: that's wonderful, dearie. <laughs> Just a simple feat, my dear. The answer is quite amusing when you're even... Whoop, oh, that.
5: Here. I'll help you pick them up. They're all... O- Say, I know how you did that trick. Huh? They're all the Ten of Diamonds. <laughs>
6: You'd have never knew if I hadn't dropped him.
5: I like the trick better, though, where you made the glass of water disappear. Hmm? You know, when the rubber band pulls it up your sleeve.
6: Hey, how'd you know it went up my sleeve?
5: I saw it go. Besides, your sleeve leaked for 15 minutes afterwards. (laughs)
6: Now, I need a little more practice on that one.
5: What on earth is this all about, McGee? I'm doing
6: a magic act at the Elk Smoker tonight.
5: Why, you never did any magic before. Ah! Isn't the time a little short to learn a magic routine? No,
6: not for anybody with my natural dexterity. And after my years in vaudeville, I got a great line of patter to cover up any mistakes I make. Well,
5: <laughs> I think it was of the entertainment committee to ask you to do this with so little time to prepare, though.
6: Oh, they didn't ask me. I volunteered. In fact, they begged me not to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
7: He says, it takes years for
6: anybody to get to be a good magician. And I says, yes, for the average ham-handed, Oph, I says, but not for me, I says. (laughs)
7: Give me half
6: a day to practice, I says, and I'll make your eyes bug out so far it'll take a truant officer to round up your pupils.
5: What do they say if it's fit for a lady's
6: ears? (laughs) Well, sir, I showed them one simple little feat of ledger domain that stopped them right in their tracks. Really? Took a half a dollar, see? Made a pass over and whammo, no half a dollar. (laughs) Had them completely baffled.
5: Where
6: did it go? I'm darned if I (laughs) know. I've been looking for it ever since I got home. But it takes a pretty smooth magician to fool even himself, you'll admit that.
5: What tricks are you going to do
7: tonight, Davy?
6: Well, the way I got my routine laid out is like this here. First, I do a few simple stuff with coins. Yeah. Then I'll do some rope tricks, cut it open five places and restore it.
5: For goodness sakes, can you really do that?
6: Well, Natch, it's right here in the book. (laughs) I just read it over once and I can do it like a mice. Here, I'll take this (laughs) piece of rope, you see? Absolutely undamaged. Examine it, please.
5: I find it completely undamaged, Professor.
6: Exactly. Now then, Mr.
5: McGee. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Alice. Have a chair while the mighty mystic McGee mystifies, amazes, and instructs.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get a load of this, kid. I'm practicing my magic act for the elk smoker tonight.
5: Oh, gee, I wish I could be there. You like magic, Alice? No, but I've never
8: seen an elk smoke. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Let's leave the levity to the magician, shall we? (laughs) You see this rope, Alice?
9: Yes. Jeepers, that's a wonderful trick, Mr. McGee. Do it again. Doggone
6: it, I haven't even done the trick yet.
9: (laughs) Oh.
5: He cuts the rope in five places, Alice, and then makes it all into one piece again, you see?
6: It's an amazing illusion. Most people think the magician has an extra piece of rope hid under his coat or up his sleeve. Has he? Oh, I certainly not. Anyway, I don't think so. (laughs) Hand me the book there, Alice. Page 26. Nope, no rope up the sleeve.
5: Wouldn't it be safer tonight, dear, if you just took the book along and read him the tricks?
6: Oh, I can do so. Now, I'll take this piece of rope, see? I take it in the middle, like this here, and cut it. Whoops. Okay. I now have two pieces of rope, of which both pieces are of equal size and length.
9: Secret, this is simply wonderful. He hasn't done
6: the trick yet, Alice.
7: Oh.
6: Now then, your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. I will now proceed to restore the rope to one single undamaged piece. I take my magic wand. Hey, where's my wand?
5: What's the stick under your arm?
6: Oh, oh yes. (laughs) I take my magic wand, wave it over the rope, abracadabra, presto, and I have here... My gosh, a bowl of goldfish.
5: did
6: they come from? I'm gone, if I know. I must have been doing the wrong trick.
7: <laughs>
6: did you give me page 26, Alice?
8: Oh, I thought you said 76. I'm
6: sorry. Oh, no, uh, forget it. In fact, I can use this trick in my act with a little patter like this. You see, folks, I always like to have a few goldfish around anyhow. Every four weeks I walk through the woods trying to find a brook with goldfish in it. <laughs> I belong to the Brook of the Month Club. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now for my famous illusion, sawing a woman in half. Would one of you ladies kindly step up on the I stage? I mean
5: I've got to go make the bed. Oh, I've got to go to
9: work. Goodbye now.
4: Cowards. Uh-huh. emails well, in the orchestra, and there must be a way.
6: trick now where I borrow a watch from somebody, smash it with a hammer, and then shoot it out of a pistol. Good as new.
5: Well, I shudder to think how many places that trick could go wrong. <laughs>
6: but, uh, I got that one down slicker than a wet spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take your wristwatch. No. Oh, come on. I won't hurt it. No. Please.
5: No, McGee. Positively no. Ah. Uh... You gave me this watch as an anniversary present. I'll not have it hammered to pieces nor shot out of pistols.
6: <laughs> it's just a trick. I'm pretty sure I can do it.
5: But, dearie, this... This watch is worth a great deal of money, aside from its sentimental value. <laughs> yeah.
6: But the better the watch, the more impressive the trick is, see? Nobody cares if they bang up a dollar turnip. But when you see a gold and diamond creation being battered to pieces... Oh,
5: no, no, McGee, it wouldn't be right. Who's that? Mrs. Carstairs.
6: Oh, hot dog. She's got a wristwatch that's worth 3,000 bucks. Platinum and emeralds. Come in, come in, come in.
5: <laughs> Hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. Do come in. How do you do, my dear? Hi,
6: Carstairs. I'm glad to see you. You're just in time to see some parlor magic that'll make your faded old eyes light up like a burning barn. <laughs> you got your wristwatch on?
9: Now, McGee, for goodness sakes, don't... Why I. did you ask, Mr. McGee?
6: I wanted to show you a trick, Carsty. Come on, let me take it.
9: Very well, but please handle it carefully. It's extremely valuable. If this doesn't work, McGee, you better reload that
5: pistol fast. LAUGHTER to shoot your way
9: out of here. <laughs> May I ask what this is all about?
6: I'm studying magic, Carsty. I'm going to smash this watch with a hammer, vanish the pieces, then shoot it out of this pistol without a scratch onto it.
5: And if it doesn't work? I
6: haven't failed yet.
5: How many times have you done
7: it?
6: <clears throat> well, this will be the first time.
7: <laughs>
6: well, here we go, laughing and scratching, girls. Now, first, I place the watch on this little anvil. Then I take the hammer.
5: This is going to be wonderful, Mrs. Carstairs. He can do this with my eyes shut.
9: <laughs> Please be careful, Mr. McGee. It would be very annoying if you hit your thumb with that hammer. Mm.
6: Well, don't worry, kiddo. Now watch this.
9: Oh dear!
6: Then, with a simple twist of the wrist, watch me closely, folks. Presto, the watch has disappeared. <laughs> Time flies, don't it? <laughs> That's a crack I put in there.
9: <laughs> May I suggest that you proceed with your feats of magic without the humorous comment, Mr. McGee? I second that emotion, too.
6: Okay.
7: <laughs>
6: now watch this. I load the pistol, fire it into the air, Oh! and now...
7: <laughs>
6: Wait a minute till I look in the book. <laughs> I forgot what comes next.
9: The police would be my guest. <laughs> I don't mind the loss of the watch so much, my dear, but it had a lock of my husband's late hair in it. Uh, uh,
5: Mrs. Carstairs, you mean your late
9: husband's hair, don't you? No, he's still here, but his hair is gone. (laughs)
6: I got it. I got it. I got it. Just feel in your left sleeve there, Carsty, and tell me what you find.
9: <laughs> oh, my watch! Well, that was very skillfully performed. Mr. Are you McGee.
5: sure it isn't damaged, Mrs. Carstairs?
9: No, it seems to be perfectly all right, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> Even the lock of hair. Good gracious! What's the matter? The hair has turned completely white.
7: <laughs> oh.
9: We must go tell Mr. Carstairs about this. Good day,
7: Mrs.
5: McGee. Goodbye, Mrs. Carstairs. Oh, my goodness, you certainly had me nervous there for a minute, McGee. That handful of platinum and emeralds is no dime store trinket, you know.
6: Ah, no, it is to old man Carstairs. He's rolling in dough like a baker's elbow.
5: Well, I must say I'm relieved. I wish you'd stick to simple tricks with cards and coins.
6: Wait till you see the one I do where I find the dollar bill in the grapefruit. Quite a production. The first thing I do is get the grapefruit. Hi, Molly. Hello, pal. Hello,
5: Mr. Wittock.
4: Hi, Junior. Take a card. What? Huh? Take a card. Take a card. Any card. Oh, card tricks, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I picked a card, pal. Now what? What card was it? Uh, five of spades. Correct. Now watch me do a trick where I take the... <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Watch me do a trick. You got an egg?
5: I have some in the kitchen, Mr. Wilcox. Shall I get one?
4: Well, I might
6: need more than one. Let's all go out in the kitchen. Something tells me I'm going to regret this, but come on.
5: I'll get you an egg out of the refrigerator, Mr. Wilcox.
6: What are you practicing this magic for, pal? I'm doing a magic act at the Elks Smoker tonight. Founder's Day dinner on our Mort Toots. You mean to tell me Mort Toots founded the Elks Club? No, but he hauled in a bushel of clams one day in 1936 and we had a clam bake. We all ate clams till we almost foundered, so we celebrate Founders Day every year.
5: Now, here's the egg, Mr. Wilcox.
4: Thanks. Who's got a quarter? Here. Okay. Now then, I take the egg in my left hand, mm-hmm. and with a slight movement of...
5: Ah, oh. oh, dear, and that was my last egg, too.
4: You're about as graceful as a moose on snowshoes, Junior. <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry, Molly. Give me a damp cloth, and I'll wipe it right up. Here, uh, may I use this cloth? Sure, go ahead. Well, I'm surprised to see
6: you can really kneel down like that, Junior. You got such a crease in them pants, I thought they were made of aluminum tweed.
4: Ah, there we are. Well, let's see the trick, Junior. All right, come on back in the living room.
5: Well, go ahead, Mr. Wilcox.
4: Hey, eh? Go ahead, go ahead. We're, you're going to show us some magic. I did. You did? Why, sure. Wasn't it magical the way that egg came off that Johnson blow-coated linoleum? Oh. That's just an example of how easily spots, stains, and smudges are removed when you use Johnson's self-polishing blow-coat on your linoleum. Isn't my kitchen magic as good as your parlor magic? You mean you wasted our last egg just for that?
7: Uh-huh. Yes,
4: <laughs> but you will admit I showed considerable restraint. I didn't say a word about how a glow coat protects protection preserves the beauty and color of linoleum, or how it makes it wear six to ten times longer, or how it shines as it dries in twenty minutes or less, and how. Yeah,
5: but what was the quarter for?
4: What quarter, Mom? The quarter you borrowed from me. Oh, that—that that had nothing to do with the trick. I have to take a bus downtown, and I had nothing smaller than a $5 bill. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you back next week, pal. Thanks a lot. Go so on, Molly.
5: You know something, McGee? What? I'll bet he dropped that egg on purpose.
6: No. <laughs> you think he did? He wouldn't do a thing like that. Now, let me see it.
5: What on earth are those chains
6: for? That's part of my act. I padlock myself into them and escape. Later on, I'm going to develop the act so I can be chained up, handcuffed, nailed into a packing box, and dropped into the river.
2: What? But That's
6: for the future. Just <laughs> <laughs> now, i got to practice the basic escape. Out of into them, and out in the I
5: know one thing I'd like to see you get out of. What's that? Doing that magic act tonight. Huh? You're going to lay an egg that'll be the envy of every ostrich in Australia.
6: Oh yeah, well bye, George! I mean, hey,
5: way... oh hello, Doctor
6: Gamble. Hello, Molly. Afternoon, Prune Face.
7: Hi, <laughs> Fever
6: Chart. Coming to the Elk Smoker tonight? I am indeed, if conditions permit. You know, I was putting on a magic act down there tonight, didn't you? Think? Yes, you. yes, man Drake. I heard how you bowled your way onto the bill. And as an amateur magician myself, I'd like to know what tricks you're going to present The Miser's Dream, the Guillotine, The Disappearing Birdcage, The Levitation of Princess Mahula.
5: Heavenly Days, I never heard of any of those.
6: Me either, Doc. Naturally, they are the classics of illusion.
4: Mahula? Yeah.
7: <laughs>
4: and I wouldn't expect a tent show Thurston like you to know anything more involved than pulling a bunch of paper flowers out from under your vest. Mm
6: hmm. Uh, you're using those chains for an escape trick? Yep. Well, you
4: better be sure whoever puts them on knows what he's doing.
5: That's a very good thought, Doctor. Mm-hmm. I'd hate to go through the rest of my married life with a non-skid husband.
6: Ah, <laughs> uh, Panucci, I've studied this trick and I know what I'm doing. There's nobody in the world that could tie me up in these chains so I couldn't escape in two minutes. Um, would you care to risk a small wager on that dreamboat? Your dog gone right, I would, wise guy. Put your money where your mouth is. And make it easy on yourself Two bucks Two bits it is No Two bucks Okay, two bucks Just a minute, McGee And you better
7: be sure Sure, I'm sure, all right
6: This guy's got more bluff than the Hudson River <laughs> Who are you going to get to chain me, smart boy? Going to do it myself Sit in that chair okay. Oh, this I love mm.
10: Now, let's see, around under the... Sh- huh?
5: Under My the shoulders. Now. I don't know how anybody could get out of those things,
6: <laughs> You wait, baby. I'll slip out of these like a butterfly out of a raccoon.
5: You mean cocoon,
6: dearie. Oh, no, I don't. A cocoon is a small lake. That's a lagoon, you illiterate little jackdaw. <laughs> uh. I thought a lagoon was a white chicken.
5: No, that's a leggins.
6: Go on, leggins are a kind of puttees. <laughs> Everybody knows that. You're thinking of leggins and hold still. Well, then what's a raccoon?
5: It's a small animal like a badger. Why,
6: certainly. And when I think how I badgered Doc into betting two bucks on this thing, I... oh, You through, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm through. And so are you for the afternoon.
3: Can
5: you get loose, dearie?
6: <laughs> Can I get loose, she says. She said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You watch this. Well, I've got to be running along, Molly. I'll leave a few aspirin tablets for him. He'll have quite a headache in an hour or so. Hey, wait a minute, doc. I want you to see, I want you to see me win that bet. Well, just call me up when you get free, Merlin. I'll be at my office till 7.30. Good day, Molly. Goodbye,
5: Doctor. Now, listen, he isn't in any danger, is he?
6: Only of losing two bucks, my dear. (laughs) Goodbye, now.
5: Anything I can do, McGee?
6: (laughs) No. I'll be out of these chains in no time at all. (laughs) Just give me time give me time. give me time.
4: The King's Man, singing down the road. Ta-da-da!
7: says you when you're going where the stater's to behold. The cows are in the meadow and they give me the moves I go singing down the road. My little dog is tagging right along at the heels. He's so happy that he's hopping like a toad. His little tail is wagging cause he knows how I feel as I go singing down the road. And, gay. and as I hide, I feel just like a school kid for a day, and when the day is over, there's a girl I am to meet, you see, but that's another episode, my heart and I are stacking up, my dreams kind of neat, as I go singing down the road, oh, well, I'm
6: give up. I can't get out of these chains. Call Doc.
5: I've been calling him every 15 minutes for the last two hours, dearie. There's no answer.
6: I sure talked myself into this, didn't I?
5: Well, what was the trick? How are you supposed to get out of
6: him? Oh, I had a little key in my mouth. All I had to do was twist around so as I could drop the key in my hand and boom, out. Well? well I dropped the key in my hand okay, but it don't fit the padlock.
2: <laughs>
6: that dreaded magic store must have sold me the wrong lock or something. Doggone.
2: Doggone. Doggone. You know, this could be
5: serious, McGee. I'll ask Beulah if she has any little keys that might fit in. No,
6: no, no, that's too embarrassing.
5: Oh, Beulah. No. Beulah. Somebody ball for Beulah.
2: <laughs> you know, I thought I had some love money. Well, for goodness sake, who do that to Mr. McGee? Dr. Gamble did, it, Beulah. Dr. Gamble did it. But Dr. Gamble do
7: this?
2: <laughs> you steal anything? How'd you get loose, ma'am? You say he might have killed us all. I never figured him for a man who would do it to
6: me. Oh. I told him to do it, Beulah. Yeah, so yes, you, t-
2: you told him to?
5: Yes, Beulah, you see, it was a trick.
2: That's a dirty one, if you ask me. <laughs>
6: No, look, Beulah, I'm studying magic, see, and
2: this is part of my act. Oh, uh-huh, you, you study magic, huh? I never see anybody so wrap up in this study. <laughs>
7: Isn't
2: that cheese awful heavy? Why don't you take them off? Well, he can't get them off, Beulah. Ever?
6: <laughs> look, Beulah, can you find me a little key someplace around that'll fit this padlock?
5: Try one of those keys to the padlock on his golf bag, Beulah.
2: Hey, miss the Mr. Toothman. Oh,
6: my gosh. Well, find something. Do something. These dad-ratted
2: things must weigh 90 pounds. I think maybe we better... I'll get a man. McGee Resdale? <laughs> Who? Mr. McGee? Uh, well, uh, Rob, I'm sorry. He's tied up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sir? Who called, please? Post National Bank? Yes, yeah, I'll tell him you to call Mr. National.
7: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I gotta gotta, gotta get out of these things In time to put on my act at the Elks Club tonight They start smoking at 8
5: o'clock Well, let's see if we can't find something To pick that lock with Keep your chain up, McGee
6: Come
7: on Okay, ma'am
2: This here is the first time in my life I regret knowing only respectable people (laughs) Your boyfriend with a set of burglar tooth Come in mighty handy right now
6: Doggone it, I wish you two would get going you stand there, Gavin, with me sitting here bound up like 10 years of the National Geographic.
2: Bound up like 10 years of the National
7: Geographic? <laughs> I love that man.
6: I'll bet a cookie-top gamble done that's delivered. If I ever lay my dupes on that witch doctor, I'll jam his stethoscope so far down his throat he can hear the clocks in his socks.
11: <laughs>
6: Double-crossing underhanded. Come in! Come in and bring a hacksaw!
11: <laughs> Hi, mister.
6: Oh, oh
11: my God.
6: Here I sit hoping for a Pinkerton dick or a Northwest-mounted cop or the man called X, and what do I get?
11: You. Oh. Boy, are you ever tied up. <laughs> he said I'd probably find you squirming around like a can of live bait.
6: Who said that? Hmm? I said, who said that? Who
11: said what? Who
6: said I'd be squirming around like a can
11: of live bait? <laughs> Dr. Gamble, I betcha. Hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. He said he took your padlock and put his own on you. Oh,
6: that dirty lowdown. He did, did he? Hmm? I says he did, did he? Did what? He substituted padlocks on me. No wonder my key wouldn't work.
11: He gave me the right key, though, mister. You see? He hmm. yes.
6: did. Oh, thank goodness. Hand it here, sis. <laughs> Come on, sis. Come on. Come on. Unlock me.
11: No. What? No, no. Oh. Dr. Gamble said not to unlock you till 8.30.
6: Oh, he did, did he? Well, what time is it now?
11: Half past.
6: Half past what?
11: I don't know. There's only one hand on my Mickey Mouse which watch. <laughs> but, uh, Mr. McGee... Hmm? If I had, uh, 50 cents, I could get another hand on it, and then it would be half past eight, and, uh, <laughs> I could, uh, Unlock your chains, I'll
6: bet you. Oh, oh, A bribe, eh? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll do it. But I can't give you 50 cents till you unloose me.
2: Okay. There.
6: <laughs> now, thanks, sis. And here's your 50 cents. Now, hand me that phone. Give me the phone, give me the phone, give me the phone. Hello, hello, hello. Operator, give me the Elks Club on, huh? No, no, Murd, I got no time for that now. <laughs> give me the Elks. Hello, Elks Club? This is Trevor McGee speaking. I just wanted to tell you I'll be a little late, but... Huh? What? Doc Gamble has taken over the magic act. What? He's on now? Why, that snake in the grass! That lowlife! I'll come down there and tear him
7: away! (laughs)
4: That increase in the gasoline ration that's coming up was good news, wasn't it? Doesn't mean you can go gallivanting around the country yet, but it's a pleasant thing to have a few extra miles a week. Why not celebrate by giving your car a beauty treatment with Johnson's car new? Then you can really enjoy that extra driving. Because it's more fun and more satisfaction to drive a car that shines and sparkles. Now, if cleaning and polishing a car were still a big chore, you might argue the point. But car new knocks that argument into a cocked hat. It is easy to give your car a showroom shine with car new... This popular polish does two jobs at once, both cleans and polishes, with one application. Carnu is a liquid. You apply it with just enough rubbing to loosen the dirt and grime. It dries to a white powder, and when you wipe this powder off, you'll be surprised how beautiful the finish looks. There's only one way to find out about Johnson's Carnu, and that's to try it for yourself. Why not do it this week?
6: Oh, I have a little cat in the name Ben Hur. Because I sold all her kittens for a dollar per. Oh, you home,
5: dearie? How's the elk smoker? Oh,
6: marvelous. And you know what? I had to finish Doc's magic act myself.
5: Why was that?
6: Well, he was supposed to pop up onto the stage through a trapdoor, see? But some dirty bum had moved a table over it, and he couldn't get out.
5: (laughs) Heavenly Daisy might have been smothered.
6: (laughs) This is the National Broadcasting Company.
1: Good night, all.
0: The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly.
4: (laughs) The makers of Johnson's Wax, Johnson's self polishing blowcoats present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, the King's Men, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with this cat below. 79 Wistful Vista right along with the master of the house. As he opens the front gate, we follow close behind. As he runs up the porch steps, so do we. As he opens the front door, we also slip in. And as he kisses his waiting wife, uh, we find River McGee and Molly!
6: Hi, Molly. Oh,
5: hello, dearie. What are you hiding behind your back? Let me see.
6: Oh, nothing much. Just a few flowers. Here.
5: Oh, a bouquet of roses.
6: <laughs> yeah.
5: Ah, there's so nothing.
6: Oh, it wasn't anything that any red... McGee,
5: red. what have you been up to?
3: Well, what do you mean, Molly?
5: You know very well what I mean, McGee. Huh? When a man brings his wife flowers for no reason, there's a reason.
6: <laughs> Look, Mrs. McGee, this is an anniversary. Just five years ago today, on the 16th of April, we went on the air for Johnson's way.
5: Oh, heavenly day. Yeah. <laughs> for the purposes of the script, imagine me forgetting that.
6: <laughs> yes, sir, imagine us talking ourselves red in the network every Tuesday night for five years.
7: <laughs>
5: Do you remember that first broadcast in New York, McGee? Oh,
6: boy, was that terrible.
5: <laughs> and what we overheard one of the NBC vice presidents saying afterwards.
6: What did he say?
5: He said, well, Bill... They just hatched a turkey in Studio H. <laughs> but he says it won't live till Thanksgiving. Ah, uh, well,
6: I knew we could make a go of it.
5: I had faith. Yes, you did. I sure did. It took three options to get you to move out of that tourist camp.
6: <laughs> come in, come in, by all means.
0: Hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Telegram for you. Sign here. Oh, thanks, old timer.
6: Who's the wire from the? Oh boy, the president of one of the big film companies, oh. Rodney Goldbugle, head of Nineteenth Century Wolf.
7: <laughs> really?
6: What does it say? Says my staff feels that after five years on radio, you have tremendous box office possibilities. Oh. Stop. Hmm. But I don't think so, and that's that. <laughs> Signed Goldbugle.
5: Hmm. Wonder he didn't send it to Lex. He
6: did. What? Hey! Well, freeze my lagoon and call me Sonia.
0: (laughs) That does it, Johnny. That absolutely does it. Freeze my lagoon and call me Sonia. That's going too far.
5: Why, what do you mean, Mr. Oldtimer?
0: Look, daughter, for five years now, rain or shine, fair weather and foul, week in, week out, I've been coming here to listen to your husband's bum jokes just so I could tell him the way I heard it. Hoping and praying that maybe I could improve your sense of humor. But I give up. I'm through. I wash my hands of the whole business. So long, kid. See you next week.
6: Why the... that old spindle shank, if he thinks for a minute... The way I heard it, one fire says the other fire... Oh,
5: don't you think it would be nice if we thanked the sponsor for our lovely five years of
6: work? Say, that ain't a bad idea, Molly. I'll call him up long distance. Oh, wonderful. Give me the phone. Hello, operator. I'm on S.C. Johnson & Son, Incorporated, Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, the moon shines tonight, folks. Hello,
7: Racine.
6: Oh, is that you, Mert?
7: Okay.
6: <laughs> How's every little thing, Mert? Yes, huh? What's say, Mert? Your brother? The one that's in the Navy, huh? Oh, lost at sea,
7: huh?
6: Eh? Oh, that's it. No, it ain't, Molly. They was just trying to teach him the Morse code. He learned A and B all right, but he always got lost at sea. <laughs> What's that, Mert? Oh, they closed up, huh? Oh, well, never mind. Racine will probably call us after this show.
5: <laughs> so long, Mert. Say, why don't you write him a letter, McGee? That's a good idea. Where's my pen? Right there in the desk.
6: Oh, here it is. Uh, Now, what's the matter? This pen, it's empty again.
5: It is no such a thing. You just filled it yesterday. Uh,
6: I guess it'll be all right if I just shake it, I guess. Uh, Just clogged up on the... Whoops. Oh. Oh,
5: Oh, McGee, look what you did. You got a big gob of ink right in the middle of the carpet. Now, how do you
6: suppose that happened? All I done was shake the pen like this and... Uh Whoops. There she goes again. (laughs)
5: All right, dearie, give it one more squirt. We might as well make this work. No, oh, no, but... no, I
7: didn't
6: mean that. Gee, that's an awful terrible-looking spot, ain't it? Better get some salt and milk quick, Molly.
5: Salt and milk? What's that for? Oh. Why, that's
6: the best way to take the spot out. You see, the principle is, Molly, that the salt absorbs the ink, and when it dries, you just brush it away. Oh,
7: then
6: what's the milk for? It's to get the salt wet. If it ain't wet, how can it dry? LAUGHTER
11: well, I'll try anything.
6: Now, don't monkey with that
11: spot until I get back. I don't want to have to... Here, oh, dear, come in. Hi, mister. You want to go fishing,
6: huh? Hmm? <laughs> no. No, I don't want to go fishing.
11: Oh, come on. It's fun. I got the net and everything. You...
6: Hey, that ain't a fish net you've got there. That's a hair net.
11: I know. It. Well, what
6: kind of fish you expect to get in a hair net?
11: Herring. <laughs> This, don't. Oh, don't you want to go home, don't you? No, I don't you, don't you? Now, now, run along.
6: I'm busy here trying to get an ink spot out of the carpet. How? Milk and salt.
11: On uh-huh. Yeah. How?
6: Just, well, you just spread the salt on the spot and pour milk all over it. Oh,
11: sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
6: well, don't you believe me?
11: Yeah. And <laughs> the way it works. I suppose the salt makes him so thirsty. He drinks too much milk and gets the stomach ache. when it rolls over, you pull a carpet out from under it. this <laughs> <Horse-getter>, says I. <laughs>
4: Is April in your house a month of joy and sunshine, or are you living under gray clouds of the spring house-cleaning bugaboo? You know, I've been in some homes where you could just feel that spring house-cleaning coming on like the villain in an old-time melodrama. And yet in other homes it doesn't seem to cause much stir. Why? Well, I can give you one good answer. Chances are the housekeeper who takes the annual cleaning job in her stride uses the genuine wax method of housekeeping. She uses genuine Johnson's Wax regularly throughout the year to protect her floors, furniture, and woodwork. Also her windowsills, lampshades, refrigerator, leather goods. The coat of Johnson's Wax protects these surfaces, keeps them glowing with beauty, makes cleaning infinitely easier because dust, dirt, and smudgy fingerprints can't collect on a smooth waxed surface. The result, the properly waxed home is cleaner all year. Much labor is saved And spring house cleaning is not a great worry. You can prove this to yourself by using genuine Johnson's Wax regularly in your home.
5: milk, McGee. Okay. Now some more salt. Bring it around here. Okay. Oh Heavenly days, the more I do to it, the worse it looks. McGee, I could... I could just thank you for making all this trouble.
6: I, I don't blame you, Molly. If we weren't going to have spare ribs for supper, I'd put myself to bed without any. <laughs> I'm, I'm naughty.
5: Oh, no, you're not.
6: I am, too. I'm...
5: I'm, I'm bad.
7: <laughs>
6: Boy, look at this room. Huh. I ain't been in personal contact with so much salt since I got shot out of that watermelon patch in
7: 1912.
5: <laughs> Pour some more milk over in Mexico there, McGee.
7: <coughs> Mexico?
6: Yes, yeah, south of the border. <laughs> okay. There she goes. Hey, look, Molly. I got an idea. Where's that pair of scissors?
5: What do you want scissors for?
6: Well, the best way to get stains out is to neutralize them, see?
5: Go on. Maybe we're finally getting somewhere.
6: Well, sure. Now, to neutralize a stain, you first got to know what the stain is chemically. Oh. So, the logical thing is to take a sample of the stain to a chemist. You following me?
5: Yes, and if you stop again, I'll run over you. (laughs) Go
7: on. eh?
6: So, I had a sudden inspiration. I'll cut that spot out of the carpet, take it to a good chemist... Oh, no, that'd leave a hole in the carpet, wouldn't it?
7: <laughs> yes.
5: Yes, it would. Even at that, I'm not so sure it isn't a smarter idea than this soft milk business. Look at it. Take a look at it. This living room's a foot deep in salt.
6: <laughs> what say we bust 50 dozen eggs in here and set fire to the joint? <laughs> Boy, what an omelet! <laughs> would I ever go to... Maybe that's the milkman. I call him up to run over here special. Come in. Oh, how do you do, Missus Uppington?
8: Oh, come, come, Mister McGee, don't be so formal. Hi. <laughs>
5: you seem in wonderful spirits today, Missus Uppington. Your eyes are just sparkling.
8: Oh, that's because I mislaid my glasses someplace. <laughs> I uh, did I leave them here the last time I visited? Well,
6: I don't think so, Uppy. Uh, still, uh, I say I, I like you better without them anyway. Uh, you yes, do. I... Yeah. Well, what you got a prism?
8: No. <laughs> that's a
5: stigma prism, McGee. <laughs>
8: Well, whatever it is, it's most inconvenient without them. Why, just now the wind blew my hat off, and after I chased it for two blocks, I found I was pursuing Mr. Gildersleeve's bantam rooster.
5: <laughs> well, now we know which came first, the head or the rooster.
7: <laughs>
8: you know, without my glasses, my eyes are so bad that I actually see a great big black spot in the center of your rug.
7: <laughs>
6: well, uh, that's an ink spot I spilled on the carpet, up eh?
8: Ink spot? Ink spot. Oh, oh, yes. I Well, but what's all that white foam? Milk and salt, Mrs. Uppington. We oh. had
5: a vague idea. That was supposed to take out the ink stain.
8: Oh, it does, my dear. It does. it does. Yes. Why, that's what we always used back in the days when I worked in the laundry. I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's uh That's
5: what my maid told me. Ah, Mrs. Uppington, you certainly ironed that slip-out in a hurry.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, but don't worry, Uppy. Molly and I don't mind if we mingle with (laughs) a (laughs) mangle-minder.
5: And it's more to your credit, Abigail, if you wiggled your way up the social ladder on your own hook. (laughs) Hook
6: and ladder Uppington, she was (laughs) no. No, Now, please, Mr. McGee, really, it's...
8: It's all very well to joke, but remember, I'm not admitting anything. After all, I came from one of the oldest families in this state. Is yes, that so? Yes. My father, the late Titus J. Bigglesworth, was the founder of Bigglesworth's wet wash. Oh, oh, my goodness. I... Oh, oh, excuse me. I I just remembered an appointment. Oh, my goodbye. <laughs>
6: She sure dresses up fit to kill, don't she, Molly? Yes,
5: she does. At least that coat certainly looked like a shooting jacket. But now this isn't getting the ink stain taken out, McGee. Are you sure salt and milk is the best way?
6: Absolutely, and I think it's working, too. You can't see the stain, can you?
5: Can't even see the carpet. Now, let me think. I believe the stain was over here someplace. Wait till I scrape the salt away.
7: Oh, there it is.
5: Hmm. Look at it. I thought the wet salt was
6: supposed to absorb the same. Hmm, maybe we should use buttermilk. Well, here, yeah, let's put on some more salt.
5: Now, now some more milk. Yeah, some more. I think we'd better go upstairs and put our bathing suits on, McGee. It's getting pretty deep.
4: <laughs> telegram for Peter McGee and Molly.
5: Here, here, boys. Stay where you are and don't track that salt and milk all over. McGee, splash over there and take the telegram. <laughs>
6: Where's the telegram, Bud? Well, I'm supposed to sing it to you, Mr. McGee. Rolling. Okay, my pistolary poliachi.
7: Why, <laughs> oh, <seven. laughs>
4: <right>, sure. <clears throat> Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, dear Pippa McGee and Molly. Presented by the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing blow-coat the no-rubbing, no-buffing floor polish the shines as it dries in 20 minutes and saves hours of housework.
0: Happy anniversary
4: to...
6: That Chautauqua finish.
7: <laughs> that guy can
6: squeeze himself in more places than a fat lady with a new girdle.
5: Now look, McGee, if we're going on with this milk and salt treatment, we're going to need more milk. We're down to the last seven bottles.
6: Seven bottles? Oh, I think we got enough on there now. All we gotta do is let it dry now and then brush it off.
5: Let it dry? This mess won't be dry before Labor Day. Uh,
6: I'll answer it, Molly. I'll
7: get it. Oh.
6: Day. Oh, oh.
7: No. oh, boy. Fell <laughs> right in the milk.
6: I only had some cornflakes.
0: No. <laughs> well, don't
5: lay there. Get up out of it and answer the door.
7: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Ah, oh, good day, my dear, and good day, uh... The good humor man,
7: isn't it? No, it ain't the
0: good humor man, Boomer.
5: That isn't a white suit, Mr. Boomer. He fell in the mill.
0: That's so. Yes. Fell in the mill. <laughs> must be studying to be a human fly. But what, may I inquire, is the cause of all this lactic lavishness and the surrealistic solidity?
6: What? Well, huh? Well, if you must know, Boomer, I spilled some ink on the carpet and are trying to get it out.
0: What a coincidence. I have with me the famous old Boomer recipe for removing stains from carpets. I take it there is a carpet under all this waffle batter. Yes, there is.
7: And
5: let's see your stain-removing recipe, Mr. Boomer. We're desperate enough to try anything.
0: Certainly, certainly. Only charge you a small fee for all the service. Now, let me see. Where did I put Grandma Boomer's stain-removing recipe? Yes, <laughs> recipe, recipe. Here's a small address book. Call it my lollipop ledger. <laughs> Sucker list, you know. <laughs> Here's a letter from an old cellmate of mine. Getting paroled next week and wants me to meet him outside the gates with a horse and buggy. Poor old Archibald. Has he been in that long?
7: <laughs>
0: There's an advertising circular of the Dodge station wagon. Beautiful car, but not for me. All my life I've had the Dodge station wagon. <laughs> Passport photo of my brother Burbank. <laughs> Looks like a criminal, doesn't he? Why not?
7: <laughs>
0: Rabbit's foot with a fallen arch.
7: <laughs>
0: Aha, and a sign of spring. A check for a short box beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, imagine that. No recipe. now, for goodness' sake. Bobby would have been too technical for young Lima being here to have handled anyway, my dear.
6: Oh yeah. I have you know, Boomer, that I know as much about handy stuff about the house as anybody.
0: Oh, is that so? Yes,
6: that's so. Why, even as a kid, Boomer, I used to spend all my dough for some little gadget to make my mother's work easier. Oh. Why buying things for that house used to keep me broke. House broke, McGee. I was oh. no <laughs> that. <laughs> Broke McGee, the hale hardy hearty handyman, heaving and hauling a hunks of heavy hickory to hurl on the hearth to help Anna. Anna was the hired housemaid. Happily humming a de hay and a hidey hoe about it takes a heck of a heap of Hokum to make a house a home. Hooping and hollering as a handily hand a handful of hankies or hammer to handle on a hardwood high boy. Hags and hucksters about a hatful of honeydews and hittin' the hay with these words in my ears. Have I handled this boy for five long years? <laughs>
4: The king's men sing mad dogs and Englishmen. In tropical times there are certain
10: times of day
7: When all the citizens retire to, to tear their clothes off and perspire It's one of those rules that the
10: greatest fools obey Because the sun is
9: much too sultry And one must
10: avoid
7: its sultry violet ray pop a boo a la ka a la ka a a rig a digger do digger a digger a digger digger do The nations grieve when the white men leave their huts. Because they're obviously definitely nuts Ho, ho, ho Mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun The Japanese don't care to The Chinese wouldn't dare to The Hindus and Argentines sleep perfectly well till one But Englishmen be past a siesta In the Philippines there are lovely screens to protect you from the glare. In the May they states they their hats like mates, but the shirts won't wear. At twelve noon, the natives will and know oh, the work is done. But mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. Mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. The toughest Burmese bandit can never understand it. In Rangoon, the heat of noon is just what the natives shun. They put their scotch or rye down and lie down. In a jungle town where the sun beats down to the rage of man and beast. The English garb of the English man only gets a bit more creased. In Bengal to move at all is seldom ever done. But mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. Mad dogs and Englishmen go out to the midday sun. The smallest melee rabbit deplores his stupid habit. In Hong Kong they strike a gong and fire up a new day gun. To Every man, each inmate, who's in lay. In the mangrove swamp for the python's wrong, the feast from 12 till 2. In a caribou's eye robber's snooze, but there's nothing else to do. In Bangkok, at 12 o'clock, they fall with the mouth and run. But mad dogs and Englishmen go out, to midday, out in the midday sun. 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 Out in the midday in the midday sun.
6: To fade
5: yet? No, it hasn't. That spot is getting bigger and blacker by the minute.
6: Well, don't give up, Molly. Keep scrubbing away and it'll come out all
5: right.
6: <laughs> Say, I see here by the paper that the cups open and... Put system.
5: that paper down and get to work. Heavenly <laughs> <I
7: mean.
5: laughs> days, you got us into this milk and salt mess and you'll help get us out. Okay, okay. I've scrubbed that ink spot till I'm worn out. Between that and the smell of all this milk and salt...
6: <laughs> you mean confidentially, the ink stays...
7: <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? It ain't I...
6: funny, McGee I thought that was pretty apt.
5: No, it was. It's pretty apt to get you down here on your knees with another scrub brush. Okay. Oh. Walk over here and take a look at this goo.
6: <laughs> okay. Hmm. Am I wrong, or is the color all coming out of the rug? No.
5: For once, you're not wrong, dearie. We've absolutely ruined a lovely oriental carpet that set us back twenty-seven dollars and
10: ninety-five
6: cents Come in Oh, good day,
10: Mrs. McGee Hello, Fibber I, Well, what's this, spill some salt?
5: Yes, Mr. Gildersleeve, and some in.
6: I got a gap of ink on the carpet, Gildersleeve, and we're trying to take it out by the salt and milk method Oh, it won't work What? What do you mean it won't work,
10: Gildersleeve? I tried it myself, McGee, it's no good Best thing for ink stains on the carpet is root beer.
7: Root beer? Well, I never heard of that. What do you do,
5: just pour it on?
10: Oh, no, no. You go out in the backyard and drink it. That takes your mind off the stain, and you come back in, throw a small rug over it, and forget it.
7: <laughs>
6: You're a big help, Throckmorton. Here we are in a jam, and you bust in here with a... The... Well, I
10: didn't spin your darned old ink. Oh, well, who
6: said you did spill it? Man, if you weren't so ham-handed... You wouldn't always
10: be in a mess like this. Oh. You're too primitive to be trusted with pen and ink anyway. What you need
6: is a chisel and a slab of rock. <laughs>
7: yeah.
6: Oh, is that so? One more crack like that gilder sleeve and I'll box your ears. I can find a big enough box. Now oh, look here, McGee.
7: <laughs> None
10: of your impudence. My right hand will play my left hand a game of ping-pong
6: with your skull. Oh, yeah? And you can use your beard for a net. I haven't got a beard. Well, you will have by the time you're old enough to tackle me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't intimidate me, Gildersleeve. <laughs> Listen, that's
5: uh, that's intimidating.
6: <clears throat> it is? Yes. Certainly it is,
10: stupid. Intimidate. From the Latin, timido. Timido, timidas, timidas.
5: Smart, honey.
10: Timidamus, timidamus, timidamus. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad to remember from my college days, is it, McGee?
6: Oh, yeah. Your knowledge may be from college, but your Latin's from Manhattan. Is that so? Why, you little No, no,
5: lady... no, hold it now. Hold it. Wait a minute. This is all beside the point. Well... Look, Mr. Gildersleeve, in your opinion, should we go on with this milk and salt treatment for that ink stain? No. Why not?
10: Well, why should you? The carpet's ruined now. Look at it. It wouldn't dry out for several months anyway. What do you want in your living room, a swamp?
6: Uh,
5: I think he's right, McGee. We might as well throw the
7: carpet away. Uh. Well,
6: okay. Don't say we didn't try. Grab a hold of the far end there, Gildersleeve, old pal. Uh. We'll roll it up.
10: Well, uh, how about all these uh, milk bottles and all this salt and
7: stuff?
5: Oh, roll them up inside the rug. I'll open the window and you can throw the whole mess out.
7: Go ahead, boys. You ready? Contact. Okay, Gildersleeve. Over this
1: way. Who do I got it,
5: McGee. Raise it up a little, McGee. That's it. Now heave it out. Oh. Oh. Well, thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. And thank you, McGee, for ruining the carpet with your fine ideas. Look at that bare floor. Look at it.
6: <laughs> I am. <laughs> Boy, have we been
5: dumb.
6: <laughs> Why didn't I think of it before? <laughs>
5: what, what's so funny?
6: Won't that floor look beautiful with Johnson's wax
7: on it? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Heavenly days after five years. <laughs>
4: and Molly will be back in just a moment. Did you know that this week has been set aside by the American Humane Association as Be Kind to Animals Week? Well, now, any man, woman, or child who has ever looked down into the trusting eyes of his or her cock or spaniel or Scotty doesn't need much persuading on the subject of Be Kind to Animals. Of course, they do get into mischief. They do come tearing across the kitchen floor with muddy feet, but you shouldn't put them in the doghouse for that. There's a much easier, pleasanter remedy. Protect that linoleum with Johnson's self polishing glow coat. And then you'll really be doing three things at once protecting and beautifying the floor, saving yourself hours of work, and being kinder to your pets. If you're not already using glow coat, you've no idea what a labor saver it really is. Glow coat is self polishing, requires no rubbing or buffing whatsoever. Just apply and let dry. In 20 minutes, your floor is shining with new beauty, its colors fresh and bright. Buy a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat from your dealer tomorrow.
7: Well,
5: folks, uh, we want to thank you, our cast, and the makers of Johnson's Wax for these pleasant five years.
6: We especially want to thank a fellow that you don't hear much about, and that's our writer, Don Quinn, who's been with us for ten years.
5: That's right.
6: This has been a great day, and I'm sorry I had to spoil the day by spilling that ink.
5: Oh, that's all right, Eddie. If I hadn't worked so hard trying to scrub it off, the excitement of the anniversary would have got me anyway. <laughs> yeah, me too.
6: I'm more to a frazzle. <laughs> I'd go right up to bed if I had any brains at all. <laughs>
5: But
7: as it is, uh, let's go to a movie. Huh? Oh. <laughs> good night.
1: Good night, all. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening.
10: Thanks for